0: The Football Show
1: on Off The Ball.
0: Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play
2: Store.
3: I'm prepared to do anything I
0: can
2: well, to play my again. Do it then. What about your start to the game? Oh, it wasn't bad, was it? Why should it be an honest answer be a mistake? How can a modern day manager not have a mobile phone? Why should he? Oh.
0: It's Premier League evening here on the Football Show. We'll be keeping an eye on all the games, updates to come in just a second. Also this evening we're going to hear from Dylan Conley, formerly of uh, Shelburne and Bray and Dundalk and now of Wimbledon AFC, part of the Wimbledon side who uh, beat West Ham 4-2 over the weekend in the FA Cup. His first competitive start for Wimbledon AFC. He had a big hand in the second goal, played very well, so we thought we should uh, get him on. He was over at Ipswich, Dan, when he was 17, 18 years of age a uh, bit homesick, got injured, came home and rebuilt his career, is a bit strong a phrase, but certainly flourished at Bray and went to Dundalk and um,
4: Wimbledon saw something in him, a bit of pace
0: and took a chance at yeah,
4: like he, he Yeah, uh, he probably wasn't suited to Dundalk really in terms of their style of play, you know, he, like he, he wouldn't have been a guaranteed starter there by any means at all and actually like there was a transfer fee paid for him which would be a bit unusual, there wouldn't be too many transfer fees in the League of Ireland so there was a lot of expectation, And he sort of struggled with it a bit, you know. And uh, I think when the move came up over Christmas, it really suited both parties, you know. I think it suited Dundalk um, and it suited Wimbledon. Um, And he's probably better suited to a team that doesn't have the ball too much and then he can use his brilliant, like, counter attack and speed and pace, I mean, sort of athletically or physically, you know you can see how he could do very well over there just with his attributes, you know, because a lot of it in England, is it's, it's power or pace, you know, and he's yeah. got pace, he's got lots of pace.
0: Pace is good. Mm. So we'll talk to him. Uh, we'll also talk to Daniel Storey as well, who's um, a Nottingham man, and you'll know his work from Football 365 and other places, Knott's County. The oldest club in league football, it seems, are on their way out of league football. They're bottom of league two, they're eight points from safety, They are in big trouble and it's been a bit of a mess and he's going to explain why Notts County uh, saying goodbye to league football it seems. Elsewhere in uh, Nottingham, Roy Keane confirmed, I'll come to that in just one moment, but want to update people on the latest in the Premier League. So let's check in on the Fulham-Brighton game. This one uh, kicked off at quarter to nine or so. Nigel Bidmead there.
3: It's now Fulham 2, Brighton 2. Alexandra Mitrovic with Fulham's second goal. They've scored twice since the break. A much, much better performance from Fulham in this second half. Fulham 2, Brighton 2.
4: Fulham. Yeah, they need that. Roaring back in. I mean, history. when they were two down after whatever it was, oh. you know, 10, 15 minutes, you're thinking, Jesus, like, you know, this is getting this is getting ropey. Yeah. Now I'd imagine I don't know. I haven't been following it madly closely, but I assume Fulham will do some business this week. Uh, that they're kind of club that probably would, you know. Yeah. And they'll need to but all the same, this is this is a bit of a bit of a revival tonight But the sounds of like...
0: it. As we've mentioned once or twice, Garrett Southgate is at Molyneux watching Declan Rice. This is Wolves against West Ham. Let's check in with Clive Edwards.
3: It's Wolverhampton Wanderers nil, West Ham United. Nil Wolves are starting the second half the way they left off the first, dominating the West Ham side and beginning to stretch their defence on both flanks. They're creating one or two inroads, and I think most observers would think Wolves are getting closer and closer to scoring. But it remains Wolves Nil, West Ham United nil.
0: So not a classic there just yet. Let's check in on Huddersfield against Everton. Here's Lee Stott.
2: It's still Huddersfield Town 0 Everton 1 but a fans favourite has made his return for the home side Aaron Moyes on as a second half sub in place of Jonathan Hogg. he's been out injured since the second week of December and boy have the bottom side missed their midfielder a change for the visitors as well Leighton Baines has gone off injured he's been replaced by Luca Digney. it's Huddersfield Town 0 Everton 1
0: now, let's go to Old Trafford. This one kicked off at 8 o'clock. We're in about the 51st minute or so. Manchester United against Burnley. Peter Smith.
1: Manchester United nil. Burnley 1. The goal coming as a mistake from United's Pereira, robbed by Cork, who played in Ashley Barnes, and he slammed the ball in from eight yards out. It's Manchester United nil. Burnley 1.
4: Well, well, well. Oh, the honeymoon. See, you know, we have this discussion about how many wins does he need, you know, to get the job. Uh, how many defeats can it take before the whole thing just like peter's away?
0: Well, I think Burnley at Old Trafford would be a bit of a petering. Yeah, it's the Tuesday well, night curse, isn't it? Well, Sean
4: yeah, I, I need to actually verify that statistic. Give the podcast listeners well, that stuff. That Sean Dyche has never lost a Premier League game on a Tuesday, <laughs> and I think for the vegan said it was the only day he had not lost a game on as well. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, actually, up to Joe, I have it. Yeah. Five. Tuesday is the only day of the week in which Sean Dyche has never lost a Premier League game as a manager, winning three and drawing two of his five games in the competition. It's
0: an astronomical sample size. We should have been told this information.
4: Do you remember Steve Stanton got grief years ago for saying we're good in March. We're always good in March. I think uh, I think you know Ireland had struggled in February, and he he sort of predicted that. Obviously, there's almost a seasonal. Uh,
1: do you know, I have heard. Uh,
4: I think it was John O'Shea, but some Irish players certainly said we're never great in June. Yeah, well, that's the end of the season, holiday mode. Yeah, and still, it's. Not as it's That's it, true, if, you
0: know. March is if March is ludicrous, then saying we're not good in June is just as well.
4: Bad. March could be, you know, I know there, there, there could be a science yeah. to it, you know. June
0: could be, oh, I don't think there was. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not bring the science <laughs> word into but,
4: it, but, but June, yeah, it could, it could say a lot about how maybe you know our players celebrate the end of the season for like a short week or so.
0: Well, the fact remains Sean Dyche is unbeaten on Tuesdays,
4: and it looks like he's going to remain, yeah, remain unbeaten on Tuesdays. He's the you don't, people are going to look at the fixture list and go. Who's I've got night. Burnley on a Tuesday? Yeah. You know. Let's go to the Emirates.
0: Uh, this is Arsenal uh, with Mesut Ozil as captain at home to Cardiff. Guy Swindles.
3: Arsenal 1, Cardiff nil, and it's a penalty from Mbamiyang that now separates the sides. No complaints about the penalty. Kolasinac, Kolasinac charged into the penalty area, was brought down by Mangari, just mistimed the tackle. There were no complaints from Cardiff. Mbamiyang gave the keeper the eyes and rolled it into the middle of the net. It's Arsenal 1, Cardiff nil.
0: Here we go and I'm being told to go back to Molyneux. This is Wolves against West Ham. Clive Edwards.
3: Wolves one, West Ham United nil, after Fabianski had pulled off a quite brilliant save to deny Johnny Otto from the resulting corner. Remind Saïs has headed Wolves into the lead. It's a lead they deserve. They've been piling on the pressure. Saïs has got the goal. It's Wolves one, West Ham nil.
0: And I suppose just to confirm again, Newcastle nil, Man City won 54 minutes on the clock. That's the game we have in front of us here. Agüero yeah. scoring after thirty seconds.
4: I should also mention that in League One, just for an Irish perspective, top of the table clashes Luton against Portsmouth, and both goals scored by Irish players: James Collins for Luton, Ronan Curtis for Portsmouth. The two players in League One having really good seasons, and you, you know, in the striking debate, you think what Ireland look to League One, and you would think probably not, but actually, you know, the way things are going, I think Nick McCarthy might have to look seriously, um, maybe at both of those players. Mm. So anyway, that's just the. A game going on under the radar tonight, but a big game. Okay.
0: So just before we go to Daniel's story and talk about Notts County here, about what's happened there, uh, Roy Keane confirmed. He's um, popping up in a few places in the papers today, Uh, Roy Keane. He's uh, had a chat with Dunica O'Callaghan on a show on Virgin Media 1 this Friday, Game Over. Dunica O'Callaghan talking to various people about uh, retiring. and Roy Keane is one of those people he talks to. So um, some interesting stuff from Keane, I thought, and he said at one point to Keane, I really struggle with the word retirement, to which Keane says, well, maybe you should stop using it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a certain sense in that. Mm. Um, And so Keane was talking about his own retirement, and he said, I would say just embrace it, find a new challenge. Life doesn't have to stop when you stop playing. And he said, once I made the decision that I was going to stop playing, this is Roy Keane, I was kind of excited. He said, I knew I was going to miss playing That's stayed in the obvious and nothing would ever replace the buzz. But strangely enough, I've surprised myself. I haven't missed the game as much as I thought I would. And he talked about, I think if you sit at home and worry about all that kind of stuff, you feel sorry for yourself. It's natural as well. You do what's next for me. You have a family and I went through all of that. But also you have to say, I have to get off my backside. And he said, I did an interview a few years ago and some guy asked me who puts my bins out. Who puts my bins out? I have to put my own bins out. I live a normal life. He said, I've offered my young fella a few bob, but he won't do them. And then he said, I drive the kids to school. I'm stuck in traffic. Is this what my life is? (laughs) And then he says, well, yes, it is. You just sit in the traffic for an hour or two, like millions of other people. We've all yeah. sat in traffic and thought, "Is this my life?" Yeah, I mean, traffic does prompt those thoughts. Particularly,
4: you know, if you deal with any kind of rush hour existence, you know, and if, know if you're Roy you Keane, you sort of feel like you should really—is there not a—it's not a VIP track here like
0: a taxi lane that I can get into? You th-
4: yeah, you'd assume you he had some kind no. of hired help to do it, but
0: I suppose he uh, even rich people have to it, sit in traffic. Talk. His
4: his retirement didn't. I mean, he, he went to Sunderland pretty soon after he stopped playing. That's true. You know, so yeah. he didn't face maybe a long period. He went into a challenge that, that I can imagine was very exciting at the time. Mm. He didn't sort of face that. I wonder. I kind of wonder. You know, he had the sort of two years or so at work between Ipswich and Ireland, and I'd say maybe I'm just surmising that maybe then was almost a time when he realised what his future. You know, th- is this my life? was as much as anything, you know?
0: Which uh, brings us on to Liam Lawrence, who was talking about Roy Keane yesterday. Quotes are all in the papers today. With Roy, obviously played under him at you've got to be extra careful. That's the thing with Roy. One minute you can be having a laugh and a joke with him, and everything is fine. Then the next minute, something has happened, and you're treading on eggshells and you don't know what's coming next.
4: This is terrifying. <laughs> he phrased it. One um, of the
0: worst things you could say about a manager. He
4: phrased it Well, I mean, I did a piece with Shane Supple a couple of weeks ago that spoke about Roy Keane in the dressing room and basically how he, uh, I mean, uh, in Shane's words, you know, he this 17-year-old kid who was making his debut or one of his first games for Ipswich and got tore apart at the half-time by Keane in the dressing room and the player was never the same again, you know? So... That's uh, it, it. Sort of shone a light on on what it was like, you know, the eyes, the the the, the fear, mm. and um, yeah. I, like I've been reading some of the stuff in, in Nottingham this week, and uh, you know, they, they they definitely take the last half full approach on sort of Keane's time in Ireland on the basis of what O'Neill said. But certainly, you know, towards the end, I think that hot and cold side of Keane seemed to be a major a major talking point, certainly more so. It was more of an off-the-record thing, you know, people haven't really come out and discussed it in any great detail and maybe in years to come if people do books or you know, Harry Arthur. I mean, we, we, everyone heard the WhatsApp audio, I guess, you know, which got a Sean light in it. Well, I
0: think Stephen Ward should do an audio book as opposed to a
4: book, <laughs> Stephen Ward's managed to actually keep his head down pretty much I'd since then. i say he has. Um, I wouldn't say Stephen's putting his hand up for interviews. No, not too much. But um, I, I think it's a massive debate. I, 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 you have to question whether Keane is a positive presence in a dressing room now. Um, well, I mean,
0: the sound of that didn't sound good, did it? No. Now, It wasn't a total hatchet job that Liam Lawrence did. He said, to be fair, as a coach, his sessions were really good. Lots of touches on the ball, lots of football involved, so I can't fault his coaching. Um, So, you know, it wasn't like everything was bad. But he talked about his own ending there, where he said, we did a drill and training. I wasn't part of it. I was stood there watching in the cold. Looking back now, I think Roy was testing me. I sort of threw my toys out of the pram. I said I was leaving, and I was going inside. I wasn't going to stand there and watch training. We had a big argument, and I was gone that night and never, wa- never went back. Um, I spoke to Niall Quinn and he said, Roy's made his mind up, he doesn't want you back. Mm-hmm. Now, in fairness, walk off training.
4: I couldn't see Liam Lawrence being Ikean's cup of tea.
0: You're instigating something there if you're leave training. You know, there's, there's two of them in it there, but the quote, one minute you're having a laugh and everything's fine, and then the next minute something's happened.
4: Yeah, I just couldn't see Liam Lawrence being Roy's type of player, really. I just couldn't have seen that. Didn't see that as a natural. Just you know, just it wouldn't be massively surprising okay. that, that they. But then, but it. I mean, by the time he arrived at Ipswich, obviously his next job. I mean, he seemed to it seemed to be a question mark over what his type of player actually was. Mm. Even some of the players he seemed to get on well with. He would have his moments with them. You mm. know, the mm. Walters fallout, etc.
0: Mm. We're going to go to uh, Daniel's story and all that point uh, in just a second. Latest in the Premier League, Arsenal won. Cardiff uh, 0, it's Fulham 2, Brighton 2, Everton, Richarlison has them 1-0 up away to Huddersfield, that's 75 minutes on the clock, Wolves 1, West Ham 0, Manchester United 0, Burnley 1, that's the most interesting scoreline from this evening thus far, that's at Old Trafford as well, Ashley Barnes on 51 minutes and then Man City, Still only 1-0 up in Newcastle, just you know. They're keeping
4: themselves yeah, in, in jeopardy of just a, a moment of magic or a freak episode or something. I mean, they, they nearly scored there a couple of minutes ago, but they are vulnerable to it. Mm, OK, that's the latest. We'll talk to Daniel
0: Storey in just one second.
3: A redder, what type of midfielder is a redder? He's not box-to-box, box. he's not defensive, he can't do a killer pass. Why is he on the f***ing pitch? Oh, what for what? See him come here and fucking boss us at Old Traffic. This is Man United talking. See him come here and fucking boss us. Go Joe, what, what was his tactics? As soon as you get it, go Joe, do it. We're not fucking stole. We're Man f-ing United here. Watch! That was diabolical, man. Marshall, he's playing against a fucking centre in midfield and he's down. Take the fucking
2: on. Now, welcome Max,
0: there's been uh, a red card between Huddersfield and Everton. Lee stopped there.
2: It's still Huddersfield Town 0, Everton 1, but a big incident as Everton substitute Luca Digne sent off. He tripped Adama Diakabi as he prepared to go one-on-one with keeper Jordan Pickford. He's been put through by a sumptuous ball from Janino Bacunia. Pickford then had to save well from the resulting free kick from another substitute, Aaron Moy. It remains Huddersfield Town 0, Everton 1.
0: So Arsenal won Cardiff City nil. It is now Fulham 3, Brighton 2, Dan. Fulham have come from 2-0 down in this game. Glenn Murray with a goal on 3 minutes and 17 minutes. It was over at Craven Cottage. I'd say they were heading for the exits and between the 47th and 74th minutes, uh, Fulham have scored three. Mitrovic with his second of the game. They lead 3-2. Yeah,
4: what Pledio. a story. Oh, this, this could be it. This is where the magic starts. This is where the run starts, you know. Yeah. I mean, Cardiff are losing. Huddersfield um, are losing and this is, their, this is their moment. Newcastle are, well, Newcastle doesn't look like they're going to lose and they still got a chance. Mm. This could be Fulham's moment to make some, make some real, you know, make some yeah. real ground.
0: Yeah, no, an extraordinary comeback if they manage it. Manchester United nil, Burnley one is the other scoreline after 65 minutes catching the eye this evening. As Dan says, Newcastle nil, Man City one. Uh, after 64 minutes, the other score this evening. So um, we're just having a bit of trouble getting to Daniel's story, so we'll pause on that for a few moments. The FAI board is a topic of discussion at the moment. I think the FAI generally, around the time that O'Neill and Keane were relieved of their duties, there was a discussion for about 10 days before Mm. the mccarthy Stephen kenny plan was put in place, just about what is going on there, and Shane Ross got involved, and there was a date in the diary put in for uh, the calendar, Oh, I'm distracted because Newcastle have
4: equalised. Oh, there we go. 66 minutes on the clock. That Rondon... It I looks think like
0: him. I, yeah. Well... one all. Pep Guardiola takes a big old slurp of water and thinks, uh-oh.
4: Liverpool sort of... The Ooh. Liverpool gets very excited. Liverpool is very excited. Because this was now. a chance for City to play first. A lot of times they've not playing catch yeah. up. You know, and, and they've actually responded to it, but... Yeah, they just haven't put this game to bed and they've left themselves open to it.
0: Yikes. They scored after 30 seconds, Man City Aguero. It's across, left-hand side. It's headed clear. It's headed back from a Newcastle player. Nobody was offside. A bit of a scramble in the box. And it does look like Rondon gets a clean enough foot to it and volleys it in from about six
4: yards. Just volleys that header in. It's just ponderous defending. He was onside. The sort of defensive line was static. No one really took control of the situation. Um, Stone standing nearby as, as he sort of hooks it home. Mm, okay. um, it's an ugly ugly sort of build-up, but effective finish. Yeah, okay.
0: Pep Guardiola, all the papers today he's quoted as saying we need to be flawless between now and the end of the season. Dropping two points
4: against Newcastle. That was I know oh, they can't. I mean, would not qualify. You don't see them dropping too many points really the way they're playing at the moment and how sort of efficient they've been. Yeah. Um, and this is, so all of a sudden we've got a real proper twenty-five minutes ahead of sure us. Sure have.
0: Okay, yeah. we'll keep a very close eye on this, Liverpool fans. Don't worry. So um, before I was interrupted by Rondon with that seismic goal. Yeah, FAI. I think a bit of scrutiny around the Martin O'Neill, Roy Keane dismissal time, and um, they've been uh, chalked up to appear before an Aractus committee as well. Mm. And there was a story today. It certainly, I think John Fallon had John Fallon, had it. Fallon, Irish, yeah, had a, uh, just yeah. about the term limits in the FAI. Now, did I read this rightly? Because I read it briefly that. Twenty years
4: might be the term limit. Well, no, or is that the current uh, no. state of play? See, basically, what the, the, the so there's an eleven-person FUI board at the moment, and I think you know the majority. I think seven um, have been basically on the on the board for upwards of thirteen years. You thirteen, know? Uh, but that's in some cases. Um, you know, it would be close to twenty if okay. they if they serve out a full term and so on. So, I mean, the, the the short version is there hasn't been very much change, and it's something you know. Certainly, I've done a fair bit on it, and other people have, have written about this, and it's always been there. But I think in the context of change at the top, it's like well, wh- there's change in management and change in certain areas, but the, the board makes the decisions, and there's been very little change there at all. So, what's happened? Um, and I'm sort of working on a piece, just writing about this for tomorrow, more of an opinion piece, really. That. Uh, shane ross has come in and said uh governance across irish sport we want we don't want the situation where people are on a board of a, of a of a body for like 15 years 14 15 16 years and i think he recommended that there would be maximum limits of nine years which would be three years of three so the FBI have had to call an EGM to respond to the shane Ross uh proposals or orders really that EGM is next monday and the fei are proposing Uh, Going forward, they are going to introduce term limits, I think, of of eight years has been proposed. However, they are proposing in the meantime that every current board member still gets to serve four more years. And that's going to be voted on. So, if they all serve four more years, it would bring some of them up to 20 by the end of it. Now, it does appear there might be one or two members of the board who won't be staying on, actually. Um, but still, I mean, it just means that the, the, the last hurrah, if it is the last hurrah, has been prolonged and is going to be extended. So it's not really a radical uh, response, mm. you would say. I mean, I, I appreciate that you're not necessarily going to change nine board members overnight. I, 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 you know, you have to accept that there's complications. Yeah. But, you know, there's a difference between four more years and two more years or okay. one more year. And uh, it, it needs to be sh- shaken up pretty badly. Um, there's been, and, and sometimes you talk about this and it sounds like you're being ageist or it sounds like you're, you're being mean to the people in question. Uh, it's not really about that. It's about the principle of a game that's like, well, you know, the, we talk about football, You always talk about high participation rates. And yet, so there's loads of people involved in the game at all levels. And yet the most influential table, the most influential room has basically just been populated by effectively the same dozen or so people. Um, for a long period of time and only illness and enforced changes have have brought about change and that that's not acceptable at one point there was a recommendation around Genesis that two non-executive directors would join the board that's that hasn't happened so um, it's I, I don't think really what's been spoken about is going far enough but hey it's a start you know
0: so the FAI will vote on this and so say they pass it and say four years
4: from here on in is fine for everybody. Yeah. Does that have to be approved at government level? Well, that's, that, that's a good point, because Shane Ross hasn't, say, spoken on these, you know, what the FEI response, I mean, the FUI response as proposed, the real changes aren't mirroring um, what Shane Ross is proposing, there's slight differences. So, I don't know is the answer to that question. Um, the FEI are up, as you mentioned, you know, they're up sort of in front of the Public Affairs Committee later this month, and I would assume issues of governance related to, you know, to this topic will come up um, and I guess then you'll find out in some ways but to, to what extent you know Sport Ireland or, or Shane Ross really will get involved in an association's internal affairs I mean you'd be That's sceptical to some okay. degree.
0: Uh, latest in the Premier League then uh, Manchester City one all away to Newcastle is uh, suddenly big big news from the title race point of view 72 minutes on the clock. And meanwhile, at Old Trafford, also 72 minutes in the clock. Manchester United nil, Burnley 1. Elsewhere, with five minutes to go in these games, Arsenal now 2 0 up at home to Cardiff City. Second goal uh, scored by Lacazette in the 83rd minute. So Lacazette with a goal for Arsenal. Fulham 4, Brighton 2.
4: Wow. It's a celebration. 4 uh, 2, yeah, yeah. it's a
0: route, Dan. Bit of late drama, yeah. Scored I think Wol- four goals in uh, the second half for them to come from Wolves have taken off as well.
4: Yeah, Um, uh, Wolves have
0: just gone 3-0 up at home to West Ham. Jimenez with uh, two goals in six minutes for uh, Wolves, so they're 3-0 up at home to West Ham. It's still Everton 1, Huddersfield 0, Everton away from home. So, big turnaround for Fulham, who are now 4-2 up, and Wolves have uh, taken a 3-0 lead against West Ham. Uh, Meanwhile, to tell us about Notts County, oldest club in league football, Bottom of League Two, eight points from safety. We're joined by Daniel Storey, who you know from uh, Football 365, BBC and uh, beyond. Evening, Daniel. Evening. So um, would you do us a favour and just sum up in a line or two, what are we talking about here? What, Notts County, is it MAD, Owner, Consortium have run this place into the ground? Is it more nuanced than that?
5: What's happened to Notts County. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. They've got an owner, a guy called Alan Hardy, who is a, a local guy, um, kind of local, who he would sell himself as local guy made good, who came in to take the club with these big ideas of, of moving up the leagues and getting to the place where Notts County would consider their rightful place, which is probably towards the top end of League One. Uh, last season, they had Kevin Nolan as manager and were top of the league pretty much 12 months ago. All fell apart, finished, I think, third or fourth in the league or fourth in the league. Didn't get up by the playoffs and responded to that by spending a large amount of money over the summer for League Two level. They signed two strikers for a combined £250,000, which is a huge amount of League Two level. Um, And the season started badly. Kevin Nolan was sacked. Harry Kuehl was appointed as manager. He left within six weeks. So it has now become, yeah, it's become a bit of a farce now because they're the, they're rooted at the bottom of League Two. Their owner is, is is very, very vocal and chatty on Twitter and very um, unhelpfully so, I think a neutral would say. Uh, and has, as of this weekend, put the club up for sale.
4: Daniel, one of the striking, I mean, people might have read Daniel Taylor's piece at the weekend, which sort of mm-hmm. maybe went into the Notts County Malays in, in detail. I mean, I was in Nottingham recently for the Nottingham Forest match, and um, one of the striking things that Daniel Taylor mentioned was the deterioration in the relationship between the two clubs, which was quite helpful to Notts, to Notts County in recent years in terms of loan players. But that seems to have collapsed too because of maybe the owner's behaviour?
5: Yeah, that's certainly the uh, how the red side of the Trent would sell it. Um, Mr Hardy and Notts County may may try and sell it a different way, but yeah, certainly from a Forest perspective. Um, very briefly, County loaned uh, Ryan Yates, who's a central defender slash central midfielder uh, from Forest, and George Grant, who is probably the best player in League Two and has, has just joined uh, Mansfield on loan, and I, I see has scored this evening. Um yeah the the accusation from forest side is that um relationships soured between the two clubs over hardy's um his twitter his kind of twitter mentality really his personality on there he's very abrasive he's very he acts as if he's one of the fans and it it doesn't really help the cause it doesn't come across incredibly professionally and yeah forest made the decision that ryan yates would therefore be be loaned somewhere else which um Mr. Hardy was not appreciative of. Um, he then said last week on Twitter that he, he'd asked for George Grant on loan, but that George Grant was destined for a League One loan and Forrest then sent him to Mansfield, which you know, uh, people in the East Midlands will know is literally just down the road and is another League Two club and is a League Two club on the up. They are third in the league. They're looking at automatic promotion. They're ironically pretty much in exactly the same position as Knotts were 12 months ago. So, yeah, the relationships have soured and, and there's no doubt that that's hurt Notts.
4: Because mm. I mean, there is a sadness about this story. I mean, it does look like they're going to go down the way things are going. Mm. It doesn't look particularly good. And I mean, the one thing that struck me, there was 15,000 people at their last home match. Now, I know that there was, a, I think, a, some kind of ticket promotion, but mm-hmm. that would suggest to me that there's like a, a latent support there for their club that must be hurting, you know, desperately at the concept of like the club dropping out of the football league. It's, it's, a, it's sort of a shambolic story, really.
5: It is because um, if, right until August, this was a club that was banking quite literally on, on promotion campaign. Um, I was on a radio, a local radio show at the start of the season with Alan Hardy and he was saying last season was playoffs and they probably overachieved for that. But this season, it's all about the title. It's all about automatic promotion. It's automatic promotion or nothing. And the reality is is that you know no amount of money spent and no amount of good intentions can guarantee anything at a football league level and as soon as something starts to unravel and as soon as something players get a whiff that something is not quite right that the atmosphere at the club is not quite right um, with members of staff etc and and that's particularly what Daniel Taylor referred to in his column this weekend um, things can as I say things can unravel pretty quickly and um, clubs at league one level are and League Two level can, can fall apart very quickly. We've seen that over the last few years. You know, there's clubs like Lake Noreen and Chesterfield who are in the, in the National League at the moment who would have considered themselves far above that level. But you, know, it's a, it, you end up where you deserve to end up. And there's no doubt that Notts County are not winning enough games. And they're playing pretty, pretty wretched football.
1: Mm.
4: so it's a penalty to Newcastle here as well but Oof. Man City have capitulated and...
5: this could be it Liverpool fans <laughs> this could be the moment <laughs>
4: Dispossessed, uh, feel like been... Notts County is not the big issue <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is no, literally no, the is.
0: opposite it end is. of the
4: football league yeah. um,
0: <laughs> 78 Fred... minutes on the clock it is one-all. if you're just tuning in Man City took the lead courtesy of Aguero after 30 seconds Rondon has equalised for Newcastle in the last 10 minutes or so And it's a clumsy challenge. Fernandinho. In the area, Fernandinho. He was
4: dispossessed effectively and then fouled the player that was tackling him.
0: Turned back towards his own goal and lost the ball and dispossessed and just a clumsy coming together. And uh, St James's Park definitely approved of the decision to give the penalty. So 78 minutes on the clock, Newcastle potentially going 2 1 up here. Uh, the referee's having a conversation with the goalkeeper, Ederson, at the moment. It's Ritchie who's going to hit Ritchie, this. Yeah. He has scored his last five penalties, the graphic is telling me. He's gone left once, down the middle once, and he's gone to the right the other three times. So, yeah. Matt Ritchie, Keepers no receiving
4: treatment, whether he needs it or not, he's trying to stall it and they can think about it. But
0: Elsewhere, uh, Man United still 1-0 down to Burnley, 78 minutes on the clock. Uh, Wolves 3, West Ham 0. Everton still hanging on to that 1-0 lead away to Huddersfield. Fulham. 4-2 after being 2-0 down against Brighton. And it's Arsenal 2, Cardiff City 0 those uh, last few games, all in the 90th uh, minutes. So the keeper is having treatment, mm. which has given Matt Ritchie a long time to think about this.
1: A
4: long time, yeah. And just to mull it over. Think about where the last five penalties might have gone. Yeah. Did he give away any clues in this?
0: I don't really want to ask you a question, Daniel. Because we're just going to interrupt <laughs> you almost as soon as you begin to uh, no, 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 answer carry on. So we're seeing... Yeah, the keeper doesn't look badly injured. Like, he's been treated on the field. Obviously, they're not going to take him off. And they're giving a bit of spray to his knee. He's not down, crumbled on the ground or anything. Like, he's well, standing Well, actually, up. it
4: looks like there might, be, there might be a change coming. But we'll see. Pep Guardiola's on his
0: feet. He's looking down at the goalkeeper. So, Ederson has hobbled back to He is to the actually line. hobbling, to be fair. He yeah, is hobbling. Yeah. If I was Matt Ritchie, this would give me a fill-up. Yeah, I think definitely, yeah. I feel like I wouldn't go down the middle if I was Matt no. Ritchie now.
4: Go low. Uh, so, Ederson's back in win- the goal
0: line.
5: Only winning
4: Oh, barely two off. Mm, as well. Ah, mm. oh, dear, it's all happening now.
0: It's all happening. Okay, here goes Matt Ritchie. Liverpool fans, this is big. This is big. 80 minutes on the clock. Newcastle one, Man City one. He runs up. He strikes it.
4: Oh, it goes under Ederson. He should have saved it. Oh, oh. drills it under him.
0: Oh, he really should have saved it. It went under him. And it's Newcastle two, Manchester City one. 80 minutes on the clock. Ederson dived to his left. Richie with his left foot hooked it to the right of the goal, and it seemed to
4: go under Ederson. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, maybe we'll return briefly to Notts County, but speaking of things <laughs> unravelling very quickly, what exactly happened with uh, Alan Hardy's? I mean, we'll be careful here, but uh, yes. things sort of on, on Sunday, social media wise, took a bit of a turn, and uh, things changed very quickly in terms of his standing at the club. Can we speak about yeah. that briefly?
5: Yeah. So, yeah, Mr. Hardy. Um, as Don't I say, call very him vocal Mr. Twitter.
4: Hardy in this context. He didn't deserve it. <laughs>
5: yeah, A. Hardy. Um, he, yeah, he. he he's, he's threatened to leave Twitter before he does it. Reasonably regularly, he gets understandably gets as much grief as praise from supporters because that's social media, and there's no surprise there. Um, but yeah, he. he I feel slightly sorry for him in that he he tweeted a screenshot of his phone, which was something completely different. It was a screenshot of a message. And at the bottom, because it was on an iPhone, it had his old pictures in his gallery at the bottom. And one of those was an inappropriate photo. One thing that surprised me about the incident is that the FA have investigated and asked him for an explanation. I mean, it doesn't exactly take Sherlock home to work out what's happened. But, it was a, um, it's, a, it's a photo of a penis, is it? It is, yeah. It's, and we assume it's his own uh, because he later <laughs> apologised uh, and said it, sh- it shouldn't have happened. I mean, it's a very small thing and it, it um, sorry that's bad, bad turn of phrase that's um, no it's a uh, it, it's a very small thing in the in the context of the yeah. decline but it, it just looks amateurish and it, it, it is it coming so soon after Daniel Taylor's column which accused him of spending too much time kind of whipping up a frenzy on Twitter and not doing much else mm. good mm. uh it yeah, it's not gonna go down well. And yeah, he has now deleted his Twitter account. I think that's a good thing for the club. They obviously can still stay up if they there's still, you know, a number of games left. They're eight points from safety and If he is going to sell the club, I don't see anyone who's going to buy it while their football league status is still up in the air. So he might as well get behind everything and try and push forward at the end of the season. He doesn't really have much choice, though, I don't think.
0: Okay, so that's a bit of a mess. Notts County, oldest uh, club in league football on the brink of going down. Uh, Meanwhile, across the way, thoughts on Roy Keane hooking up with Martin O'Neill? Is there general excitement? They won at the weekend, obviously.
5: Yeah, I mean i have i have already said on this show before that i'm not hugely um enamored with the decision i think it's a i think it's a step a stab at romance and i i think it's slightly misplaced to have to say but obviously i'll give martin o'neill the um the benefit of any doubt and so let's see what happens he did win his his, his first game in charge his second match in charge and his first win it, it forrest had few shots on target they were very fortunate to win the game 3-1 but right. they won the game uh key makes sense in that o'neill clearly wanted him he spoke in his unveiling that he wanted roy back at the club this kind of bad cop bad cop regime routine they seem to have which we'll see how it goes i think it was proven in the final 18 months at ireland to be slightly out of its time now but um we will see at championship level whether it it, it works there is a feeling among some supporters that there are players at the club that need a kick at the backside and you huh. can imagine no Don't assistant manager in English football giving him a harder kick. I suspect so. Maybe it works, but I'm still not convinced.
0: Yeah. Okay. Listen, um, great to have you on. Thanks so much, Daniel. Cheers. Thank you. Daniel's story there. Join us um, with uh, sad news of Notts County's
4: demise. Done. Mm, yeah. Well, as I said, the fact that 15,000 people have gone to a, have got, you know, I've gone to a very recent game. I mean, that's. It's incredible that a club that can draw those attendances could go down, but, I mean, it does happen. I mean, Mm. there are clubs like Chesterfield and and people that have dropped out of the league at reasonable support. Um, But, yeah, it's the the speed at which it unravelled, Mm. you know, within the last season and even just events on Sunday. Um, Big Alan, as he called himself. I mean, it was a
0: hell of a time. Daniel Taylor wrote a big piece pointing the finger at the new owner, Alan Hardy, who took over in 2017, saying this guy really has... I made some bad decisions and the club was falling apart. It was a bad time to go on Twitter and have a photo of a penis.
4: Yeah, I mean, a hell I actually, bad day. I went to you'd check
0: lie, his, You'd low. Well, I, like I missed
4: day. this. I, I went to check later in the evening to see how he responded on Twitter to Daniel Taylor's article. And then I saw he was leaving the club. And I was like, what the hell has happened? But then I realised there was another. I was like, this is an amazing. Someone writes a column and someone resigns that evening. This is an incredible influence that Daniel Taylor is wielding. But... Yeah. Obviously.
0: Not quite. There were uh, other uh,
4: factors. Let's um, just give you a quick update on things. So it's still
0: Newcastle 2, Manchester City 1, and I've been told to go to Old Trafford. Manchester United against uh, Burnley. Burnley were 1-0. Peter Smith's there.
1: Manchester United nil uh, Burnley 2. A second Burnley Girl coming on 81 minutes. Scored by the head of Chris Ward from 6 yards, connecting with a right-wing centre from Ashley Westwood. Manchester United nil, Burnley two. Mm, okay. What a result for Burnley at all. O- it actually
4: is a hell of a tournament. I was actually looking to see how many of the Irish lads figured because they, uh, they were all involved in the side that got drubbed at the weekend. But uh, yeah, I see Jeff Hendricks started tonight. Uh, Brady injured himself actually. And um, the weekend, Stephen Ward on the bench. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's a hell of a result for them. Sure
0: is. Um, it's starting to go full times in the 7:45 games. We're going to go round the grounds in just a moment. Still, uh, Newcastle two, Manchester City one, with
3: five minutes to play. Get in there. That's what I pay you for. I think conceit and arrogance is part of a man's makeup. Perhaps I've got too much. I believe in a different concept of football to Don. We don't play in the clouds. If God wanted us to play football in the clouds, He'd have put grass there.
5: Well, that might mean, you know, aiming for utopia, and it might mean being a little bit stupid. But that is the way I
3: am. And if anything is going to win second division this season, it's character,
1: and I've got it. How do you react though when someone, you know, from your playing staff comes in and says, "Boss, I think you've got, I think you're doing this wrongly." Good. Well, I ask him which way he thinks it should
5: be done and then we talk about it for 20 minutes and then we decide I was right. Oh,
3: you are a bloody disgrace! For missing the target from there, you want bloody shooting!
5: We get in too much of that and I suggest you shut up and show more football.
3: Happiness comes within sight. I'm a little bit of an idealist. I'm a
5: good socialist. I do believe in fairies. I'm a good dad.
3: And that is my, you know, outlook. I'm happy.
0: Oh, uh, welcome back, 88 minutes in the clock, Newcastle, two, Manchester City. One, the latest from St. James's Park. Uh, meanwhile, some full time starting to come through from the 7.45 games. Game of the evening is at Craven Cottage, but I want to go to Old Trafford first. I'm being told to go back there. It was 2-0. Uh, Burnley, let's get the latest. Peter Smith. Manchester United
1: won, Burnley two. Paul Pogba firing a penalty high to Tom Heaton's right. This after the penalty awarded when Hendrik impeded Lingard in the box. It's Manchester United won, Burnley two.
0: You know what, Dan, now that I think about it, it's what the uh, Salzker era needs some late comebacks. It's
1: perfect. Oh, yeah. It's actually
0: perfect.
4: Fergie time. It was the
0: only thing that was missing some Fergie yeah. time. Yeah, that's what we need. Everything he does is touching to gold. Here comes. So, this reminds you of Barcelona he has asked as they come back to beat Burnley 3 2. Absolutely. Two injury times. There strength. you go. There you go. So, a uh, full time in from Craven College. Six goals in this game Fulham against Brighton. Nigel Bidmead.
3: Fulham four, Brighton two, the home side staging a remarkable second half comeback. Glenn Murray had put Brighton two off inside 20 minutes. Fulham were booed off at half time. Whatever Claudio Ranieri said in the dressing room, it worked. 90 seconds after the restart, Callum Chambers halved the deficit, then leading scorer Alexandra Mitrovic scored with two headers before second half substitute Luciano Vietto put away a rebound. Following Tom Kenny's shot that came back off the woodwork. Fulham four, Brighton two.
0: There we are. That will be Fulham up to 17 points. Uh, now just five away from Southampton and safety. Which is Although
4: good. Newcastle winning would be a bit of a blow for them. I think they would have chalked down this one as the Newcastle defeat, to be fair. As yeah. we did for most of the night. Yeah,
0: that will be sickening when they come off. Newca- uh, by the way, uh, Man City, as you can imagine, are throwing the kitchen sink at Newcastle.
4: They have not really, though. Like, they're trying to, but they haven't necessarily succeeded uh, in, in... Lift the sink. No, the sink is sink's not, not arsed, you know? The sink's not moving. It's an inanimate object. Yeah. I can't say not arsed. No, that's true. It's not budging. Yeah. You know? They're trying to throw the kitchen sink, but they can't... Lift it. They can't lift it. Yeah. Yeah, it's nailed in. Let's just move arsed. on, Joe. Let's Wait, move on to the next.
0: <laughs> when did you realise writing was for you? <laughs> <laughs> Turn a <of> phrase. <laughs> um, so another game which has just gone full-time is... Huddersfield against Everton. Lee start Watch this game.
2: Huddersfield 0, Everton 1. The 10-man visitors hold on to deal Jan Sievert a defeat in his opening game as town boss. They scored in the third minute through Richarlison ahead of the second half sending off of sub Lucas Digne. He tripped Adama Diakabi as he prepared to go one-on-one with keeper Jordan Pickford, who saved the resulting free kick in fight style from Aaron Moy, and he pulled off a number of other great saves to deny the bottom side. Full-time Huddersfield 0, Everton 1.
0: Okay, big win for Everton. They had won just two in their last ten, so a win away from home and a clean sheet, which they the haven't big many one. of.
4: Although I suppose if, they, if they've won this one and then lose at the weekend. It's still like three and twelve. Who's at the weekend? I don't know. But I'm just saying, like it's still they need like to win three or four in a row really to lift the pressure. But it probably gets them through this week. Mm. The way things, the the noises at the weekend after Millwall were bad. So, uh, full time at the
0: Emirates, Arsenal against Cardiff. Guy Swindles.
3: Arsenal 2, Cardiff 1. You have to feel for Cardiff after everything gone on before this match. They came out and they played brilliantly. Should have probably been ahead after dominating in the first half. But back came Arsenal in the second. Penalty from Mbamiyang after Kolasinac was fouled by Manga. And then a brilliant goal from man of the match, Alexander Lacazette. Looked to have made it easy. But Cardiff weren't done yet, Mendes liang curled one in, uh, in time added on, but they just couldn't find the equaliser that the Romantics would have wanted tonight. Arsenal 2, Cardiff 1.
0: There we are, a win for Arsenal. Uh, still Newcastle 2, Manchester City 1. Five minutes of a time. Five minutes of a time. Can you imagine Liverpool fans watching this right now? Yeah, <laughs> I can, we'll hear about it. We'll hear about their stories. They're into the 92nd uh, minute, so they have three minutes left here, Man City. But, I mean, at best, they're dropping two points this evening. It's just trying to rescue one. Mm. So, as things stand, if it stays like this, then Liverpool will have the opportunity to go seven points clear mm. of Man City in
4: February. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the City win against Liverpool almost cancelled out in some ways, you know. Yeah, yeah. The swing.
0: Uh, Elsewhere this evening, uh, Fulham 4, Brighton 2, we've mentioned Everton, uh, 1-0 winners against Huddersfield. It's gone full-time as well between Wolves and West Ham. That's finished up uh, 3-0. So uh, Wolves are just having a fantastic season. They're a really good team. Uh, Meanwhile, Dan, at Old Trafford, there has been another goal. Peter Smith.
1: Manchester United 2, Burnley 2, Victor Lindelof with an equalising goal. Slamming the ball in from just outside the six-yard box after Peeton could only parry an effort from Sanchez. It's Manchester United 2, Burnley 2.
0: There you are, Manchester United 2, Burnley 2, and still with time to play, Dan, the old comeback.
4: It's on. It's. it's you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. sort of struck by like City's struggles here. That I mean, Pep actually took the cup reasonably seriously at the weekend. I know he's made five changes tonight, but like they're five strong changes. You know, he didn't necessarily go mad at the weekend. and know Sané and Sterling, Laporte didn't play, um, and they bashed Burnley. But you wonder. I mean, you, you know, Rafa changed his team completely. Got a lot of grief over it. They lost 2-0 at home to Watford. Yeah, And now all of a sudden, see, you, just, you just wonder. They look actually just a bit lethargic these last few minutes. You know?
0: I have heard yeah. people wonder if they've um, looked a little bit lethargic generally over the last few weeks. Although against Liverpool, they were absolutely phenomenal. Maybe that game added to Christmas took a little bit out of them. Yeah. Um,
4: just there's nothing crisp about I mean, I know that like, they scored early. They had a goal disallowed. I mean, it could have been game over then. But They were very poor against um, Hud- Huddersfield. Recently, yeah. and that was just put down to
0: you know an understandable uh, difficulty in raising themselves to be the team they knew where they were going to beat. But yeah. now maybe you look at that in a slightly different complexion. This was always a tricky game. Rafa Benitez. If there's one thing Rafa can do, it's set up a team.
4: I don't know. I didn't think it, it would be. I thought, they'd, I thought it. I thought it'd be uncomfortable the way Newcastle have been and, and the mood around the club. I just yeah. didn't they see. They won their last game the though.
0: They won their last game and like. But Rafa is very good at setting up a team tactically to, you know, trouble superior opposition. Obviously, look, we all thought Man City would win, but it just mm. had a banana-skin feel from the outset. That's it, I didn't think it a, uh, a win. Maybe no. two points dropped.
4: No, and particularly coming from behind uh, as well. You would have thought they'd hang in there for a long period of time, mm. as we said earlier. Not, not the way they've done it. No, um, to go ahead after 30 seconds. No, and, and City are just struggling to get the ball in the box. They're just passing from side to side here. And I mean, it is a wall of 11 men, sort of camped, sort of pretty deep. But they're just struggling to make any real headway.
0: Yeah, we'll bring you the Wolves uh, full-time report as soon as we can. They were three-nil winners against West Ham uh, this evening. It's still two-two at Old Trafford, and is that the full-time? No, it's a corner corner in in the 95th
4: minute. So uh, I don't know. Are we in goalkeeper coming up territory? But you could be thinking about it. If you can make it that far. Corner for Man
0: City. 95 minutes and 12 seconds on the clock. Five minutes of added time. This is it really. And, and it's gone. It's headed
4: over the bar. Mm, it hasn't Well, been well, well.
0: Dan. This is going to go down as the night that Liverpool put one hand on the trophy. Potentially. An innocuous, Tuesday cold night. Tuesday night in Newcastle. Yeah. And Man City have struggled here after going
4: ahead so early. This is the killer. It could be this and... and Newcastle and Crystal Palace, you know, yeah. the two games where you didn't see him coming. And mm. that could be it. Pep was just having a discussion with a couple of lads on the bench. I don't know actually what he's saying at this point. He's like, how did this happen to us? He
0: mm. um, looks incredibly frustrated. Full-time whistle gone. It's a full-time, it is Newcastle 2, Manchester City 1. Absolutely extraordinary. Newcastle, um, well, that suddenly jumps them... One, two, three—that jumps them three, four places in the table. Hmm. Huge,ly significant win for them, and puts them uh, a very nice five points clear of the relegation zone. It's also gone full time at Old Trafford. Manchester United two, Burnley two. That's fine. A late comeback.
4: Yeah.
0: Changes the perception Happy, totally.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a perfect night for both managers. You know, Solskjaer come back, but of spirit, Dutch never loses on a Tuesday.
0: <laughs> as we know, as we talked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, extraordinary. Newcastle 2, Manchester City 1. That means Liverpool, w- when they next play, game in hand, will have the opportunity to go seven points clear of Manchester City. Are you daring to call the league just yet, Dan?
4: No, not yet. But it's it's starting to feel ominous, isn't it? That's the big one. I mean, there was some. I don't know whether there's some suggestion for Dyke would be there for tomorrow night, but either way, I mean, tomorrow's massive. You know, if we can just actually get that gap, mm. you know, that it physically exists, because they're really in a... Uh, they just don't look like a team Liverpool that's going to capitulate no. at the moment. They look to have a lot more steel about them compared to previous sides. So, you you reckon the margin fair needed to be pretty slim? Um, now the margin fair is is big. Mm. They can they can afford a shocker, slip up, yeah. You know, they can okay. afford a shocker or two.
0: Amazing. Um that is pretty much just done for this evening. Uh, the se- this Friday by the way, we're in Clonmel as we mentioned uh, preview in Cheltenham with a special Bulmer's Road to Gold event in the Clonmel Park Hotel and Paul Madden in Kenny knew that John Mohan was the manager of uh, David Brady's Mayo 96 team. So, Paul, you are going to the Bulmers Road to Gold event in Clonmel Park Hotel on February 1st. David Brady, one of the guests, along with some racing royalty. Vogue Williams is going to be there. All the lads are heading down. It should be a really good show. Uh, Tomorrow morning, OTBM is back at 7.45 on all our social channels. Uh, we're back at uh, seven o'clock tomorrow. Johnny Ward and Chemical Band presenting. They will be talking to uh, sports law expert Laura McCallum on the implications of Brexit in sport. Uh, Wednesday night rugby with Fiona Steed and Rory O'Connor. And Tom Dunn is on the way next. So that's pretty much just done for this evening. Dan, my thanks to you. Thank you, Joe. And um, we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Tom Dunn on the way. Good luck. <laughs>
2: He'll give you a move for the perfect pass